Hi, and welcome to the Healthy Happenings Podcast. I am your host, Dana Berg with OptiFit Nutrition, and I love all things nutrition and fitness. I'll be sharing with you my tips and advice that have helped myself and hundreds of our clients achieve their body composition goals and develop a healthier lifestyle overall. Imagine this, you have hit your macro goals spot on, you've stayed under your daily calories, and you've worked out five days each week for the last two weeks. It's check-in day, so you're excited, you jump on the scale, only to see that that number is two pounds more than it was the last time. You freak out a little bit inside, and then you immediately want to tell your coach that you want to cut your calories, you want to add in cardio, and stop lifting weights. Breathe. Don't stress. Know that you can still be making progress even if the scale has increased. So today we are going to go over a few reasons why this could be the case, why the scale is either not changing or you may even see an increase, why this is happening, and what you should do. And the number one thing you should not do is stress. First of all, I want to say that I know the obsession with the number on the scale. I've been that girl that weighs several times a day. I put all of my stock into the number on the scale. But I want to make this super clear. The number on the scale is just a number. It does not define you as a person. It does not make you a better person or a worse person. It does not make people think more or less of you. It's just a number. You, your nutrition coach, and your doctor are probably the only people that even know that number. So I really want you to try and change your mindset around the scale. I promise you if you let go of the stress and the constant obsession with the number on the scale, you will be empowered. It will change everything. Now, I'm not saying to throw your scale away or to not weigh at all because we do need to track trends over time. However, I'm just saying not to let it control you. Don't give the scale that power to tell you whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day. So I want to go over 10 reasons why the scale could not be changing or could even be increased. And it's not because you're gaining body fat. Of course, unless you are eating more calories than you are burning, but that's a whole nother topic that we'll get to later. So number one, undigested food. If you have eaten the day before and you have food in your system and you have not used the bathroom, you haven't had a bowel movement, or you may feel a little backed up, a little constipated the last few days. Sometimes that happens whenever you change your diet or introduce new foods to your body that you haven't eaten before. You will have undigested food in your system. Food weighs something. So if you've eaten and you've not had a bowel movement or gotten rid of it, and your body hasn't used it, used it then it will weigh more. So that could be causing the scale to increase or not change at all. Number two, 
increase in water intake or hydration could cause the scale to be increased or to not show a change. So if you are staying hydrated, your cells, your muscle, they will have, bo- uh, they will have water and that weighs something as well. Water makes up the majority of your body weight. It's anywhere from 50% up to 70% of your weight is due to water. It's, it varies between genders, between men and women, and it varies in different stages of your life. Um, so the more, as we age, typically we add more fatty tissue and fatty tissue contains less water than lean tissue. So your weight and your body composition will be affected and will affect the percentage of water in your body. So just know that if you're staying hydrated, if you have increased your water intake in the last few days because you're feeling thirstier, if you, you've worked out super hard, then the water weight could be affecting the number on the scale. The next thing that could be affecting the scale, the number on the scale, is did you have a late night meal the night before you weighed and did your check-in? Did that late night meal contain a lot of carbs? Did you eat a lot of carbs late? Which is totally fine as long as you're staying within your your macro goal and your daily cal- calorie goal. It doesn't matter when you eat those calories. However, carbohydrates, so the word carbohydrate Hydrate literally means water. So with one gram of carbs, it pulls three grams of water. So if you had a late night meal or a lot of carbs at the end of the day, that could go back to what we just talked about in, um, in number two, an increase in water weight. And that's affecting the scale, not that you're gaining body fat because you ate carbs late night or something. But just know that water does come with carbs, and that's why a lot of fad diets will play on the cutting out carbs because as soon as you cut out carbs, you're cutting out water weight. So it's not necessarily that you're losing body fat, you're just losing water weight whenever you cut out carbohydrates of your diet. And we know that we need carbohydrates. They are the body's prefer- preferred source of fuel and energy especially if you're working out and training hard, you need those carbs. And just having a late night meal in general goes back to number one. It could be some undigested food, and we know that that has weight. It weighs something. So a late night meal or some late night carbs could be a reason why the scale has increased. Another factor to consider if the scale is up is your stress level. Have you experienced an increase of stress lately? This could be impacting your cortisol levels, which is commonly referred to as the stress hormone. It's produced by the adrenal glands, and during times of stress, cortisol and adrenaline are released from your adrenal glands, and this makes your heart rate elevated, your energy levels, um, preparing your body for potentially a harmful situation and small rises in cortisol levels in response to stress are normal and typical but if you are under chronic stress and you have elevated 
cortisol levels, then it could actually be affecting your weight. There was a study done in, um, on 59 healthy women, and they found an association between elevated cortisol levels and an increase in appetite, which could promote weight gain. So if you feel like you're under a lot of stress, this could be also affecting your weight gain if you're, if the scale is increasing. So things like getting in a daily walk, meditating, breathing exercises, stuff to combat the high stress levels, you know, staying active is one of the best, I think the best ways to de-stress. That is one of the reasons that I love to work out and move is just for my mental health. I just need mental clarity sometimes and being active and getting in a workout helps me do that. So if you feel like you're stressed, try to make some time for yourself and meditate, work out, whatever it is that you want to do. Another reason that could be impacting the number on the scale is lack of sleep or chronic sleep deprivation. So it's recommended that adults get seven to nine hours of sleep each night. If you are chronically sleep deprived, this can affect your hormones. It can increase hormones that make you hungry. It can also affect your human growth hormone, which is released mainly during your slow wave sleep stage. And if you're not getting enough sleep, that can be affecting the HGH. HGH is the primary mechanism for your body to heal and repair itself at night. And it also is key in promoting a healthy metabolism. So chronic sleep deprivation definitely will affect any weight loss um, efforts you're making. So make sure that you are getting enough quality sleep each night. If you need to, you can start, you can set yourself an alarm at a certain time, say at nine o'clock, 9 p.m. that night, you know you wanna be in bed by 10 p.m. and asleep. Set yourself an alarm at 9 p.m. to start your bedtime routine, whatever that is, so you can be asleep by 10 p.m. and up and ready to go the next morning, but you've gotten your seven to nine hours of quality sleep so your body can heal repair itself, and it won't be impacting all of those hormones. If you're a female, you already know this, but your cycle and your female hormones definitely play a role in what the number on the scale is. So this typically happens an increase in usually like water weight, um, around the time that you ovulate and then about two weeks later whenever you start your cycle and the symptoms that you get with your cycle like bloating, increased water retention, constipation, um, the cramps you get, those things all affect the number on the scale. So if you're around either time of the month like that, like when you're ovulating and when you start your cycle, just know that that is probably affecting the number on the scale and don't freak out. And I know for myself, whenever I am experiencing some of those symptoms that come along with being a female, moving and being active 
help relieve some of those symptoms like bloat. And I just feel better. I feel a, a little less bloated if I can get up and move and work out or go on a run or whatever it is. So try that next time you're experiencing those symptoms. One other reason that the scale might not be moving or increasing and you're not seeing progress week over week is whenever you started tracking your macros and you filled out your consultation form or your intake form with your nutrition coach, they calculated your daily calories, your daily macro goals. Did you overestimate the amount of exercise that you do each day or per week? A lot of times I find that people underestimate how many calories they think they eat each day and they typically overestimate their activity levels. So whenever your nutrition coach is trying to calculate your calories and they account for the activity that you say you're doing in your consultation form, if you're not doing that amount of activity really in real life, then you could be in a calorie surplus because you, you overestimated your exercise. So just make sure I have a lot of people that a lot of clients that will start a 28 day challenge or start one-on-one -on -one coaching and they will say on their consultation form, this is what I'm going to do for my workouts, but they're not currently doing that. And then they start logging their nutrition and everything. And then they never actually put that plan into play for their workout routine. So they've overestimated their activity level. I've calculated using that activity level and now they're probably in a calorie surplus and maybe, or a maintenance level. And maybe that's why they're not seeing any progress on the scale. So just go back and ask yourself, are you working out and exercising as much as you told yourself or told your coach when you signed up? Um, or if you calculated your own using an online calculator or something, did you overestimate in those calculations? So these next set of questions are questions that I ask clients when we are not seeing progress week over week. And so this could also be affecting why the scale is not budging or we're seeing an increase. So are you accurately tracking your calories and your daily intake? Questions like, are you using a food scale or are you just eyeballing and estimating your serving sizes? Because that really does affect the accuracy of how many calories you're consuming. Are you logging everything? Are you logging your condiments? Are you logging your coffee creamer, butters, oils that you cook with? Are you logging your nibbles and licks and bites that you take off your child's brownie or eat some mac and cheese off their plate? If you do that throughout an entire day and you don't log little things here and there, say you don't log a tablespoon of olive oil that you used in your meal. Well, that could be 50 calories and a bunch of fat. So if you do that throughout a whole day, imagine how much that could add up to with all of the untracked little things. And it could eventually 
take you out of your calorie deficit that your coach has created for you in order to lose weight and either put you at your maintenance level where you'll just maintain and you won't be making progress or it could put you in a calorie surplus if it's enough over and then you would definitely not see progress and you might even see a weight gain. And one other question that I ask clients is, are you tracking your alcohol? You, even though it's liquid, which I, I highly recommend limiting or in moderation alcohol, especially when you're in a cut or a weight loss phase, because alcohol really does impact weight loss efforts. So when you're in a maintenance phase or a build, it's not as big of a deal, but when you are in a cut phase, you're trying to get down, you're trying to lose body fat, it really is important to limit the alcohol consumption if possible. So if you are not logging your alcohol, that is a big factor. You know, a glass of wine can be 120 calories. A Topo Chico seltzer can be 100 calories. Think about how many you have in one sitting or in one day, if you're hanging out by the pool or hanging out with some friends, you can easily drink multiple of those and they add up so quickly and they can definitely put you over your daily calorie goal. So just keep those things in mind when you're tracking. Are you accurately tracking all of your calories? Because it will make a difference in the progress that you make. Another thing to consider is how many times a week do you eat out? I'm not saying you can't eat out at all, but if you're eating out five out of the seven days a week, that could be really impacting your progress because you are not the chef back in the kitchen weighing and measuring every serving and ingredient that goes into the meals that you're eating. You also don't have any control over what they put in their recipes. So anytime you eat out, whether it's at a fast food restaurant or a restaurant, you are always having to estimate if you're logging that. You're, it's all an estimation. It's not accurate. So that goes back to my last point. Accurately tracking will impact your progress on the scale. So if you're eating out five times a week, if you can cut that back to two or three times a week, I think that will help you see progress. And the last thing that could be potentially impacting the number on the scale at check-in is maybe you're just building muscle. Maybe you're adding lean muscle mass to your body composition. And if you take and look at a pound of fat versus a pound of lean muscle, the lean muscle will take up less volume than the pound of fat. So you can, it, you can have a, a female that weighs 130 pounds and she has 40% body fat. She will look completely different and larger than a female that weighs 130 pounds with 20% body fat. She, the one with 20% body fat will look much smaller because lean body mass takes up less space than body fat. So if you are doing a strength training program and counting your macros, counting your calories, and 
you are, you may be building lean muscle mass, which could be affecting the number on the scale. So that's why it's also really important to take progress photos, to take body measurements, because, and I say this all the time to my clients, the scale does not tell the whole story. It's just a number, like we talked about in the beginning of this episode. It's just a number. I want to see other biofeedback markers that can show us progress, you know, outside of what the scale says. So other indicators of progress that don't have to do with the scale are things like progress photos. I always urge my clients, whether they have signed up for a challenge or one-on-one coaching, to take before photos because you can really tell progress in the pictures. Sometimes you can't see it yourself in the mirror because you see yourself every day. But when you start comparing your progress photos, then you can really see the change in your body composition. So progress photos is a great way. Also, um, measurements. I like for all of my clients to take waist measurements, hip measurements. If you're a male, typically chest measurements. And we want to see if you're in a weight loss phase, trying to lose weight, we typically want to see those inches decrease. Even if the scale is staying the same, not moving, the, um, if the inches are decreasing, then we are making progress still. Another thing that I like to ask clients is, are you noticing a difference in the way that your clothing is fitting? So is, are those favorite shorts of yours fitting a little bit looser than they did a few weeks ago? Um, Are you able to wear a dress that you haven't worn in a long time? Are you having to tighten your belt buckle one more notch because it's a little bit loose? So that, that's definitely another indicator of progress that doesn't have to do with the scale. Also things like your energy level. How do you feel in your training? Are you getting stronger in the gym? Um, things like that, you have to ask these questions because again, it doesn't all revolve around the number on the scale. We can be making progress and the number on the scale is not moving. Sometimes it's increasing, sometimes it's decreasing, but what you will find with the scale is it will always fluctuate. You will never be the same weight at eight o'clock in the morning as you are at 8 PM at night. The scale will fluctuate and it's mainly water and food coming and going through your body or workouts or whatever. But just know that the scale will always fluctuate. So that's why we want to look at all of these other progress indicators. So just to recap all of those reasons that you could be seeing a change, uh, an increase on the scale, or perhaps the scale hasn't changed at all in the last few weeks, Um, let's go over those 10 reasons again. So number one, it could be undigested food. Number two, it could be an increase in your water intake and hydration levels. Number three, it could have been a late night meal that you had or some late night carbs that are pulling extra water weight in. Number four could be increase in your stress level and an increase in your cortisol levels which affects weight loss. Number five could be 
the lack of sleep, sleep deprivation affecting your HGH or other hormone levels. Number six, this applies to females, your cycle. It could be that you're ovulating. It could be that you're about to start your cycle. It could be that you're on your cycle and the symptoms that come along with being a female. Number seven, you have overestimated your exercise um, routine to your nutrition coach and your calories might be a little off. So they may need a little adjusting and a more accurate picture of your workout routine. Number eight, are you accurately tracking your macros and your calories and your daily intake using a food scale, tracking everything, tracking your alcohol, um, number nine, eating out. Number 10, maybe you're just building lean muscle mass. So just keep those 10 reasons in mind whenever you go to do your check-in every week or every few weeks. Just know that the scale will always fluctuate. Don't base all of your value and all of your progress on the number that's on the scale. Look at those other progress indicators that I talked about. The, the way that you feel in the gym, your performance in the gym, your energy levels, how your clothes are fitting, your progress photos, your measurements. So keep all of that in mind and don't let the scale control how you feel. Just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being consistent Keep being honest with your tracking because the more consistent you are with your tracking and the more the honest, the more honest you are with your tracking, tracking everything, even if it's not perfect, that will get you faster results. So just keep all of that in mind the next time that you do a check-in. That's it for this episode of Healthy Happenings with OptiFit Nutrition. I am your host, Dana Burke. Thank you for listening today. And if you enjoyed the content of this podcast and this episode, we would love it if you would leave us a review and rate us. We will be sending out some goodies to a few listeners each month that leave a review. If you are new to counting macros or you're a seasoned macro counting pro, We have a 28-day challenge that is for anybody and everybody. If you need that little push or the accountability or you just want to learn how to count macros and calories, our 28-day challenge is perfect for you. If you want to find out when our next challenge starts, you can head to our website at optifitnutrition.com. We will always post the next upcoming challenge so you can enroll in that. Again, thank you for listening. 